Good morning and happy Monday. Welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up. I am back in Studio 1A after a short trip to see family. Not quite totally back in my element, though, because I forgot to bring my notebook to the studio this morning. So I had to adjust and use a yellow legal pad and write down my notes as I read, and I will then transfer this to the notebook, which the, I guess, obsessive compulsive in me is a little bit upset about that because now something's going to be a little bit different, but it's like, uh, was a little bit of a message there about, well, what's the true reason in the, for, for doing all of this? And sometimes we have to find ways to continue to be obedient and to find our way into the Word. And so I did. And here we go this morning. We start out in Proverbs 11. We're at verse 19. So what I got from this is really centered on this one quote there. It's, give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. Now, I think that when some read this, they limit it to talking about money. But I, I believe the meaning is much broader. I often say, and I've probably said this multiple times on this podcast, that if you have the heart of a servant, you'll always be successful because service is what you value. That's what you measure your success against. It's not other things, particularly worldly things. If you give freely of yourself, you become more wealthy. Now, not necessarily monetarily, but spiritually. If you're stingy with resources, not just money here, but Think about other resources, your your talent and, and your time. You're not going to accumulate spiritual wealth, and you'll lose everything because all you value is only of this material world. And as they say, you can't take that with you. So a good lesson, I think, in today's Proverbs. New Testament John five, we pick up in verse 31. Now, Jesus notes that he has a witness to support his claim of who he is, John B., or John the Baptist. But he also says he doesn't really need human witnesses, as he has a greater witness, his teachings and his miracles. The people don't have God's message in their hearts because they don't believe Jesus, whom God sent. They don't believe that Jesus is conveying the message. Jesus then lays down the center point of the statement here, the quote, the scriptures point to me, end quote, because the religious leaders, Jesus says, you keep looking at the scriptures for, for your answers. It's like, I'm basically, I'm paraphrasing, but Jesus is saying, hey, I'm standing right in front of you. And another quote here for you, you gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. Sounds a little bit like today again. There's there's a lot of honoring people and people things, not so so much caring about the honor that comes from the one who is God. Now, Jesus then draws back to the Old Testament, saying that Moses will accuse them, not him, before the Father, because Moses is whom they have put their hopes. But Jesus said that, you know. 
if you think about this, if you really believed Moses, then you would believe Jesus because Moses was talking about Jesus, but they don't, and they won't believe what Jesus says. Head into the Old Testament. We're in Judges 7, picking up verse 8. Still the story of Gideon. Now, Gideon took his servant Purah and spied on the Midianites' camp in the night where they heard one of the soldiers recant a dream and the other saying that it meant that God has already granted victory over the Midianites and their allies. This, this pointed to a morale issue within the camp, and of course this encouraged Gideon. And so he decided to attack that night. Just after midnight, they or the 300 blowing ram horns, and they broke their clay jar. I think this was either to ignite or show their lamps. Not sure. And kept shouting, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. This panicked the Midianites. They started to fight amongst themselves and, and killed themselves, I guess. I don't know. And some fled. Now Gideon had the men of Ephraim cut off the Midianites' escape. He sent a messenger to Ephraim and said, Hey, these people are coming. Could you help us out? And the Midianite leaders were captured. The, the leaders of the military leaders were captured and killed. Now, we continue the story in Judges 8. The men of Ephraim were kind of upset. They're like, why didn't you involve us in this from the beginning? Apparently, I think Ephraim and the Midianites were, were big enemies. But Gideon said, it's like, look, I delivered you victory. I mean, you should be happy. And that was enough to calm them. Again, this is my interpretation. I, I, I always have the caveat that I am a fellow Christ follower learning along the way and could be and probably often are wrong. And I invite discussion. If that's the case, call me out if I'm wrong. So uh, anyway, uh, Gideon and the 300 are still chasing Zebha and Zalmunna, these are the kings of Midian. So they rest in Succoth and they ask for, hey, could you give us some food? Succoth said, you know what? We'll give you food after you deliver the heads of the kings. It's like that kind of torqued Gideon. He left and he stopped in Peniel. Peniel and in Peniel, the people basically gave him the same response. Anyway, Gideon goes on and they the kings had fled to Karkor, with 15,000 warriors, 120,000 apparently were already killed. Remember, Gideon only has 300. Gideon was victorious and captured the kings. He showed the kings to Succoth, the leaders, and then punished those elders of the town, and the same in Peniel. Now, Peniel, he said that he, uh, he killed the uh, men there. I don't believe it. he said that he killed the men in Succoth, but I think it's implied. Gideon then killed the kings. A uh, little side note there, Gideon had asked his son to kill the kings, and the son was too young, was afraid. The kings kind of mocked Gideon and said, hi, you're sending a boy to do a man's work. Gideon said, you know, why don't you just kill us ourselves? And Gideon obliged them, took care of it. The Israelites then asked Gideon to be their ruler, but Gideon said, no, 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 the Lord will rule over them. But Gideon did ask for gold. I believe it was an earring from each of the um, either captured or killed warriors or something along those lines. 
But anyway, a lot of gold, and he made a sacred ephod from all that gold plundered. plundered. Peace reigned in the land for the rest of Gideon's life, which was about 40 years. But then, as you probably have figured out, the Israelites turned away from God and began worshiping Baal or Baal again. And that's it for today. I hope you have a wonderful day. Hope you have a wonderful week. Live today as if the king's coming back today.